Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. In leadership, there are times when you have to put on different hats to do different jobs. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. This is our second podcast on multifaceted leadership. We're using 2 Timothy 2 verses 4, 5, and 6 as our text where the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, you should be like a soldier, you should be like an athlete, and you should be like a farmer. And I talked in our last podcast about the the soldier being the person that uh, protects us and the athlete being the one who inspires us and the farmer being the one who feeds us. And so today I want to talk about that number two guy, that athlete person there. In verse 5, it says, Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. And what we talked about was that in leadership, there are different times where you've got to put on different hats to do different jobs. And we shouldn't just get focused on the one that we like to do best. And so here the Bible gives us these eternal illustrations that anybody can understand the difference between a soldier, a farmer, and an athlete. And in any country, at any time in history, those things can be identified. You've always had farmers, you've always had athletes, and you've always had soldiers. So I want to talk about uh, the soldier today, or excuse me, I want to talk to you about the athlete today. And this is the one that inspires us, right? And when you think of an athlete, what do you think about? You think of somebody that has just, they've got an incredible desire, okay? They've just got a desire to want to win, a desire to just, you know, just be the best at something. And I don't know about you, but I'll look at some of these athletes and like their workout thing. And I think, man, that's great, but I don't want to do that. (laughs) You know, it's inspiring to me, but you just reverence them because they are really, really committed to what they're doing. And I think there's a part in leadership where there's got to be something that comes out of us that people say, hey, they're really, really committed to what they're doing. And even if I can't do that same thing, then I appreciate what they're doing and I'm going to I'm gonna learn from that. So that, des- that desire is what is on the inside of the athlete. Now what's on the outside of the athlete is discipline. And we know that, that discipline is one of the foundations of Christian living. Uh, the discipline of all the, the sectors and all the factors of our life being under the lordship of Jesus. Discipline is a major focus. And if people are not disciplined, if they don't learn discipline, discipline is not a natural trait. I think discipline is birthed by desire. And when you see people, by the way, that do not have discipline, chances are they don't have desire. You look at them and say, hey, you could have this or you could do this with a little bit of work. uh, And they just don't have the desire to do that. And there may be a lot of reasons why they don't have the desire. I'm I'm not going to try to answer them here. But desire and discipline are the trademarks of an athlete. You know, I heard a long time ago, a pastor friend of mine said to me, 
You know, you've got to lead with enthusiasm. You know, there's just such truth to that. And that's what that athlete person brings. They bring that, hey, let's get them, you know, enthusiastic. You've got to remember, people are coming in and uh, they're on your leadership teams. And, you know, they've got real life issues. They're suffering. They're working through. They've got to pay the bills and deal with their mother-in-law and, and change diapers and mow the grass and, you know, deal with the boss. They've got all that stuff to deal with. And so our enthusiasm of inspiring them is part of our obligation uh, to, you know, give them a better perspective and to encourage them to not live within their own feelings and confines at any given moment. So this aspect of inspiring people with desire and then translating that into discipline, that's the work of an athlete. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying to Timothy here, you've got to act like an athlete. Now, think about an athlete that does this. I don't know if there's any other way to say, say it, but to that person, losing is not okay. <laughs> if you want to say winning is everything, making progress is anything, winning souls, making disciples, however you want to translate it, but not making progress, not growing, not competing, is not okay. That's what they live for. That's what they're driving for. They're not they're not looking for the status quo. They're not looking to finish in fifth place. You know what really good athletes don't do? They don't compare themselves to other people. They don't say, well, next to them, I'm pretty good. They reach down inside of them and they want to be the best they can possibly be. And that's what we've got to be as disciples and as leader makers, we've got to be willing to help people reach inside of them and help them to be the best they can be. So one of the hallmarks of that athlete spirit is excellence. Okay, we just really want to do things really right. Let's cross every T, let's dot every I. Notice that that verse says that they, they compete according to the rules. They're going to they're gonna run inside the line. They're going to make sure that things are done right. Things aren't just thrown to the wind. We'll just figure it out as we go. This is the person that's going to plan what they're eating, you know, a day before they do it. They're going to plan their wake-up schedule. They're going to plan their training. Their life revolves around that because that's their desire and that's where their discipline is coming from. And the Apostle Paul says, look, you got to be a farmer, you got to be a soldier, and you got to be an athlete. There's dimensions of all these things that we need uh, to dig into. And the other part of this, of course, is that unlike the other two, especially, I think, is the athlete gets personal satisfaction from what they do. They just, it is a, it is, it floats their boat to complete. You know, I know people that like just work out strenuously and they do these things and man, they just, it just makes them feel good about themselves. And I think it's okay to be, to do things in ministry where you feel good about what you did, but it cannot be always the driving factor. Okay. But I always tell people, look, if you're multitasking, if you're multifaceting, you know, you're going to be doing three or four things usually at a leadership level, level more than that often. There ought to be at least one thing in there that floats your boat. If there's one thing in there that floats your boat, it can really augment the other things that don't. You know, I have tasks as a leader that, you know, that 
I know are important and uh, I want to do them, but I don't get like, oh, gee whiz, I can't wait to go do this, okay? But I know it's necessary and I discipline myself to do it. Now, if everything I did was like that, I'd have a dull edge. But because there are some things I do that really do float my boat that I get excited about doing that I want to do, you know, kind of like I'd want to do if nobody was around, if there was a big crowd or a small crowd or if there was no crowd, you know, I would still want to do them. You've got to have something like that in you. There's got to be, I would say, a soul satisfaction somewhere in that part of the ministry. And that will enable you to understand that part of your role is to inspire others and to understand that they need to be inspired. That needing to be inspired is not a character weakness. It's one of the way God has made us so that we'll work together as a team and so that we'll honor the accomplishments of other people. And our accomplishments are the things that give us a a forum to speak to people. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I, when I buy a book, uh, the first thing I do is I read the back page of the book to find out what that person has accomplished. I don't buy too many theoretical books, books about ideas. I like to read about people and read from people that have actually done what they're talking about. So being an inspirational leader and just recognizing that people just don't need direction, okay, and, and, and they just don't even need affirmation. And affirmation is critical. Direction is critical. But they need inspiration. They need you to bang the drum and tell them why this is important and why there'll be a blessing to do it and, and uh, how the lives are going to be affected and how the Lord loves it when we do these things and how much fun we can have when we can do it now. You know, I'm not that guy usually. I'll just be honest. That's not my my strongest point. But I understand that there are times where that's the salt that you need to season the whole meal with. And if it's not seasoned, there may not be a lot of eating going on. Okay? So God wants us to be a soldier that defends people, an athlete that inspires people, and a farmer that feeds people. In my next podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the characteristics of a farmer. Athletes have an incredible desire that drives them. They are disciplined, work towards progress, do things with excellence, and enjoy what they do. Athletes inspire people and help them translate that to discipline. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.